0: I did. Thank you. All right, let's get into the word today. Um, we have a just a new message. Uh, we're going to talk about the believers today. All right, we're going to really get into the believers today. Something the Lord has been wanting us to talk about for a while. So, <laughs> so uh, Jesus, uh, uh, we'll <laughs> if I can get going here. Uh, got a lot going on this week. Happy to have my nephew here you know uh just uh, this, uh kind of, that's my heart, so he uh, it's great to have him here yeah so all right <laughs> let's just get into what we're supposed to talk about. We to talk about the believers and um uh you know. Believing sometimes can can struggle, it can be difficult, and as we're navigating through this life, this life is all about us converting from being unbelievers to believers, Uh, and in unbelievers, we operate in more fear, we're more desperate, we hustle more. Hustlers are not believers, (laughs) right? I'm not talking about grinding, I'm talking about hustling, y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Hustlers aren't believers, right? Right? And so, and actually some of the people that uh, work uh, uh, 10 jobs aren't believers either, right? Uh, Don't get mad. Just stay with me. Stay with me as we start talking about it. So, and so, so the reality here is, you know, God uh, said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So his goal is to get us into a place. We can experience the life he has for us, but we're going to have to be believers. Now, some of the things, there's things that facilitate in us not believing. A lot of times, whereas Gerard was saying earlier, Gerard was talking about how he was just kind of going through the motions and kind of it had him lost. Uh, you know, uh, he's talking about that today. He's talking about, you know, sharing some things in Bible school yesterday, too, and how, you know, once he went down in that water, submerged himself and came out. You know, his focus changed, but what I see is he's believing, you know, he's believing. And so it's the same thing when you you see people uh, jockeying for position or envying, envying, jealous, Uh, they don't believe, you know, so you think that you got to tear somebody down for you to get lifted up, right? You think that if somebody else is doing great, that's taking something away from you, Right? You know, but you can't fly with somebody else's wings anyway, so it's not taking nothing away from you. It's inspiring you, for lack of better words, in our culture to get yours, right? <laughs> right? And so, 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 and I also think about this. You know you know how it's hard for sometimes, like, and this is what's messed up in our culture with all the social media stuff. It kind of uh, cheats you from being resurrected by God. It cheats you from believing you know, because you, you, can, uh, you can get props for doing nothing, really. You know, um, you might see this. Don't get mad. All right, so I had somebody close to me. You know, I got 20,000 uh, 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 followers and likes, you know. And so, so we had a conversation. I said, so, and that's producing what in your life? Just the 20,000 likes, <laughs> right? Just, just 20,000 people making you comfortable and not going nowhere. <laughs> right? You know, what so, so, you know, just just something to look at. You don't get mad. Look, look I got 20,000 likes and, you know, never mind. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to just stay focused. All right, so, but what I'm saying is, like, even when I watch people trying to promote themselves, like, you know, like, okay, I'm a pastor here at the church and we have so many people that minister. So, so we have a system. Uh, we have a system, with videos and stuff like that, uh, Siobhan and them, they do a good job of making sure the system goes. I don't cheat the system. Let the system flow the way it flows. It's the system whether I'm ministering or not. You know why? Because ultimately God's going to resurrect you, right? You know, uh, but sometimes we're doing things prematurely, and this is the thing. When you, do, when you don't believe, you get out there prematurely so people get a poor assessment of you. So a lot of times what you're doing is you're promoting your development but not your discipline. See, when you get to a, a place of discipline and character, you know, you win. But sometimes we're out of head, so we're getting, um, uh, we're getting a poor assessment of our abilities. So my son, as he was growing in basketball, you know, he was wanted to play in all these, all the A U this and A U that, and he's playing with this one, I won't say the name, but it was one A U group, and it pretty much was just warehousing. You know, they just had the guys out there, they wasn't teaching them nothing. So I said, son, we take taking you out of that. But all the guys are doing it. No, no, no. we take taking you out of that. I said, because the scout's going to come see you, and they're going to see, oh, the kid can shoot, but he can't do this. He can shoot, but he can't do this. They're only going to say you can shoot, but they ain't gonna be, you won't be able to have all the other things. I said, let, let, me, let me pull you aside. Work on your game so when they assess you, you'll have the full package. So y'all, think, y'all still think I'm talking about basketball, don't you? See, so some of us are out here, and we've been in the same stage for so long because what our zeal has us getting out ahead of God's resurrection because we don't believe God will resurrect us. So we try to resurrect ourselves. We're pushy, right? We're spiritually pushy, right? Because we, we haven't crossed over to be still and know that he's God. See, you know how the person that still know that he's God? Because everything in their life, God did. They didn't put their hands on it. So the thing was, I met Pastor Melanie. I had to believe what God told me. He said that was my wife. So I never did. I never, I lived with somebody for six years and didn't marry him. But God told me that was my wife five months after I engaged her, five months after that, we got married. August, uh, it'll be, August 21st, it'll be our 29th year of marriage, right? And and October 18th, it'll be our 30th year of knowing each other, right? And so the interesting thing is, once God said that was my wife, I'm not putting my hands on it. I'm going to believe God, right? Now, the next day, she got back with, with, with her boyfriend. I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to pick with you too much today, Nick. If you're watching, Nick. Yes, I'm talking about you, right? So, so she got back. So, so now God had just told me that's my wife. We meet supernaturally. We told you the story. Shock went through my arm. Shock went through her arm at the altar. And then, you know, then we introduce each other. We, uh, uh, you know, she's being all evasive. So then when I finally, we finally talked that night, she says, you know, I said, well, I called you up, you was being evasive. She says, well, you know, the guy that I broke up with, he came back begging to get back into the relationship. So she gets back into the relationship. Some of y'all have heard the story. Well, at that point, I said, well, you didn't know you was going to meet me, so we could be friends. If we were supposed to be together, we'd be together. You know, I didn't know all the biblical stuff I knew now. I'd probably be like, okay, well, if you're with him, I can't talk to you. Right? But I didn't know all that. So I just said, hey, we could be friends. She said, thank God. <laughs> right? And so the interesting thing is while we were having exchanges and talking, she would be asking me advice about Nick. And you know, growing up the way I grew up, I knew all the hustles. So I knew to overwhelm you, hustle, tell you what you want to hear, hustle, you know, pump you up on the front end, take everything on the back end, hustle. But I also knew the sympathy hustle. So you had the sympathy hustle too. you are crying. hey, I just oh my bad. My bad, that's too late. It just came out before I could realize it, right? But I'm trying to explain the sympathy hustle, you know, where everything's always like, "Who is is me, you know. And I could have told her, as soon as she asked me what's going on, I was like, oh, he's he playing you. and But he's not playing you because he's an evil guy. He just wants you at, at the expense of who he's supposed to be with. Because he's definitely not supposed to be with you because you're my wife, right? <laughs> so, so, so but I wouldn't tell her. I wouldn't tell her nothing. Now, now, you know, if you're trying to get somebody and you got the information, normally you're going to share it. But I didn't want to share it because I said, if I put my hands on this, how, if we go through pressure, how am I going to know if this is really us or I orchestrated it? Because after that point, I had orchestrated every relationship I've been in, you know, because I know how to get along with everybody. Right. So I just said, well, OK, no, no I'm going to take my hands off. So I'm frustrating her. She's like, well, give me your advice. I don't have any advice. Well, I just want to know what you think. Conflict of interest. I don't have a, I have a thought. Well, I just want to know what you got to say. You know, she was just getting upset. I was like, well, nah, I'm sorry. It's a conflict of interest. I can't tell you. You know, if you believe you love Nick, then you <laughs> roll, with, roll, <laughs> roll with Nick. I didn't say it like that at the time. You know, in hindsight, you know, it just feels that way. It just comes out that way, right? And so she goes to Las Vegas, and God tells her, you need to, you're supposed to be, be with Keith. So she said, when I come back, we'll start a relationship. Thank God you, you heard from God in the midst of some other stuff he was doing. And <laughs> we're, we're together to this day, OK? I said all that, but I had to believe. And this is the thing. To move to Ohio, I had to believe. I was pursuing professional basketball. I had made some mistakes in college. I was going up. I was trying to take another route, playing in summer pro leagues and stuff like that. I got an agent. You know, I was kind of like, now, now I'm everywhere I went, you know, now people want me. You know, I could be in, I played for a team in Brooklyn. I played for a team in New Jersey. I'm all over the place. And, and when I show up with the, whether it's the pros or the, yo, yo, keep, keep, come on. We want you to play, right? So now I'm, I'm comfortable. God says go to Ohio, right? So everything in me told me I was supposed to go to Ohio. I had to believe. Now, my thought was they don't play basketball in Ohio. Like, what am I going there for? I was just thinking carriages, carriages and cornfields. Because I'm in Newark, I haven't been to Ohio, so I just thought it was nothing but... Like, I think that about a lot of places, and they're beautiful, but I just, you know, I think everything country besides, you know, northeast. Not anymore, with the exception of, the, what'd you say the other day, the low country? Yeah, so he said, we, we going out to the low country. I, I let that go, but I just... <laughs> I guess they still country down, down low. But but, but but, anyway, I, so, 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 that, so, so faith moved to come to Ohio, faith moved to marry my wife, faith moved to commit myself to a church, uh, leave my job. I was working for uh, the state of Ohio, moving up in ranks, um, you know, behavior management specialist, crisis intervention trainer, all types of stuff, and God told me to leave that job, go to another job, right? So I had to believe because all those situations are uncertain right? The biggest one was what? Coming out here with just me and her and $1,625 to start a church, right? Right, But, to, but I have to believe, right? So I had to be a believer, right? And so, so be, to believe is to trust, rely, and adhere to God. Trust, rely, and adhere to God. Now, 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 now we talked about this uh, it was Bible study fellowship. We talked about commitment. You Bible study fellowship people help me out. <laughs> right? And so we talked about like everything, you know, the Lord was, uh, had me share with them. Everything starts with a commitment. So look, I committed to my wife. We married by faith and we grew in love. So all the benefits was on the other side of what? Commitment. My commitment. So, so this is the thing is if you don't commit, you ain't all in. So, but you're saying, well, I'm going to commit when I get everything. Well, well, you can get everything when everything has all of you. Right, right. But if you're going to hold back some of you, then you're going to miss out on something that you, that you need. So, it starts with a commitment, right? That's why we have to be led by the Spirit, right? And so, so I have to believe to commit, right? And so, so it's, a, it's a commitment to marriage. Right. Married by faith and grown up. So that's why it starts with God, because ain't nobody going to just be making a commitment based on it in their head. Because your head is always going to be looking for what? Perfect case, perfect case scenario. Uh, your head will look for uh, size, shape, height, you know, because the world tells you tall, dark and handsome. There's some tall, dark and handsome evil people in the world. You know that, right? Amen. Or the world tell you, get you a red bone. You, there's, some, there's some nasty witchy <laughs> red bones in the world, too. You know that, right? He was talking like somebody from experience. He was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, brother. It's okay. You, you, look, look, you switched out. <laughs> you switched out. You're good. You're all right. Right? <laughs> no, he was like, mm-hmm. He just, we weren't even here. All right, so, so, so you can't do that. You know, you... You have to really be led by the Spirit. We do a lot of things based on enticing information. We do a lot of things based on, uh, you know, just people trying to overwhelm us, right? Amusement. We're attracted to amusement. You go to a church and it's amusing you. Bait and switch. Yeah, the person don't know nothing. They ain't never even knew God. They just was a good speaker, right? <laughs> right? But, you, but since, you, since you ain't being led by the Spirit, you're going by how it seems on the outside, Right? Right, but you got to be led by the Spirit. You gotta trust and rely on the hear to God. Right? Then you can make that that commitment or that that belief, right? I'm going somewhere with this, all right? let's go to Philippians 1. Philippians 1 29. Now, just for our purposes, I'm gonna read it out of the classic amplifier version. Right? The classic amplifier version. Philippians 1 verse 29. It says, For you have been granted the privilege. Keyword: the privilege, for Christ's sake, not only to believe in, adhere to, rely on, and trust in Him, but also to suffer in His behalf. Now, now, don't, don't, don't leave the service because you heard the word "suffer," right? Just let, stay with me, okay? Right? So we've been, a, we've been afforded. It's a privilege that we've been allowed to believe, but we act like we do God favor of God a favor. We believe. We've been afforded to be allowed to, to come to church and to be in this environment, but we think we're doing God a favor. Take it behind to China and see if you go to get to church, or if you can just carry around the Bible. It's not everywhere in China. Most places in China, they got to do church underground, right? So we've been, a, we've been it's a privilege for us. But when, when you have a privilege, you operate different. You operate in a different level. We talked about this in Bible, school, Bible study fellowship, at a different level of appreciation, man, I get the opportunity to do this, as Pastor Mel was talking about earlier today. Now, it says, but this is the part that throws us, right? This this part, but also to suffer in his behalf. Suffering is a privilege? Oh, see, see, that's what throws us, because when we come to God, If there's, I was talking about this this morning in in the discipleship class, we see any level of possibility of anything uncomfortable, we go, I done signed up for the wrong thing. Because it ain't supposed to be uncomfortable at all. Well, nothing in the Bible tells you you won't have challenges. It says you now have the tools to convert them into power and the strength, into that joy I saw Pastor Mel and, and, uh, and Gerard talking about today. So, this is, see, see, we're looking at it wrong. We go, what is this? This is what's going to be converted into your power. That's what it is. Right? Count it all joy when you fall into the diverse temptations, different tests and trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh, patience. that patience have it, perfect. that you'll be perfect and complete, lacking no. nothing. So, if I look at the trial as something to run from, I'm looking from running from completeness and to lack nothing. So every time I run from a trial, I'm just going to need more, right? We good? Yeah, all, right, all right, all right. That went over real well. I see it. All right. So, so we, have the, we have the privilege to, to suffer. Now, now, that word suffer means restrain retaliation. This is going to mess some of y'all up right here. So... So, 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 remember, there's situations where people was coming at Jesus. Remember, he was in a, when he was in the garden, the soldiers came at him, right? Well, Jesus is the Messiah, right? And Peter reacted, right? Peter didn't have any there. He just cut his ear off. Whack! Jesus took the ear, slapped it back on, and healed him, right? But he said, yo, what are you doing? He says, don't you know I can call down legions of angels? but he allowed it, he restrained retaliating. He suffered because, hey, he says, yes, I can use this power on them at the expense of using this power for all power. See, so what I allow today gives me power tomorrow, right? You remember uh, David was going, because they beat up his boys when he he was going to Abigail's husband's garden, So Abigail, she sneaks out the house and catches David and them coming to take out her husband. Like, whoa, whoa, what you doing? He said, oh, no, no, he's going to just beat up my boys like that. We about to tear up your whole house. She says, you got bigger fish to fry. You stopping off for this this, this little goldfish? You got plenty more stuff to do. Restrain your retaliation, man, what you need. We'll give you what you need, but you got to keep on your path. Gerard said, you got to keep on that narrow way. You can't get distracted by these little distractions like we do. You got, you're trying to get to power. The reason why Jesus didn't stop to take out everybody and approve, oh, oh, you coming at me like that? What, what? Oh, I ain't the one. No, they don't know. Back in the day, <laughs> hey, 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 yo, 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 you better tell them. Yo, yo, Isaac, you better tell them, Right? See, that wasn't important to him. He had bigger fish to fry. So you want to be the king of this moment? You want to be the king that is put down? Put me down because God is about to resurrect me up. All right. All right. And the scripture says he uttered not a word. Yeah. Yeah. We respond for nothing. <laughs> he had every right to respond. But he suffered for a bigger cause, right? Yeah, he counted it a privilege. Oh, they're coming at me. See, see, you know, you know, there's something I uh, was talking to uh, Venetia about this. And we were talking about how people sometimes at the jobs be tripping. You know, you know, sometimes the jobs be tripping, hating or whatever, you know, because that's fear. They don't believe. Right. And so, so, see, hey, you know, and I'm, I'm doing all I'm supposed to do with God and these people coming at me. Yeah, exactly. The Bible said you shall receive a hundredfold with persecution." That's what the Bible says. A hundredfold. So persecution is a part of the package. So everybody that thinks because I'm in Christ, nothing's going to happen, then you must not have read the Bible. (laughs) Along with the hundredfold is persecution. You get the privilege to suffer people now drawing attention to you because you, you, everywhere they go, you're shining. Like you're, you're. Blessing after blessing, which I'm to say, blessing on blessing on blessing on blessing, right? Like blessing after blessing after blessing. Yeah. Everybody, the people that don't believe can't handle that. So it's going to respond with persecution. But since you got the gifts and the tools, you take persecution and convert that into more blessing. All right. Remember when they attacked the children of Israel, it says the more they attacked them, they got greater. Right. Like every time they came out of them. See, see, we, you understand when we become believers, we're no longer sparrows. You know what sparrows do when there's a storm? They run. So they're worried. They're always looking over their shoulder. There's a storm. I saw saw a sprinkle, man. I saw a sprinkle. You see a sprinkle? I saw a sprinkle, man. There's going to be a storm. It's going to be crazy, man. We got to get out of here. They're always looking for a storm. They're always looking for an opportunity to run and to hide. Right? Always. But when you become a believer, you ain't no sparrow, you're an eagle. Yeah, that's right. Eagles look for storms, too. Yeah. But they're looking for storms to take them to another level. Mm-hmm. See, that conversation is different than a the sparrow. yo, man, mm-hmm. I hope this storm comes, man. I'm trying to get it to another level, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. <sighs> I feel some wind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be like, whoa, you feel that breeze? <laughs> I think a storm's coming, Right. And then they're looking for the storm so the winds could take them to another level, see things they never saw before. Yeah. Wow. See, we eagles now. Yeah. We convert storms. On, oh. We don't run from them. Right. See, it's a whole other process. we believers, man. Yeah. Yeah. We believe the storm is going to take us to another level. Yes. Yes. Instead of running around like, hey, hey, hey. what are you doing, man? The Bible says having fear where no fear is. Can no storm stop you? Right. Storms work for you. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? Come on, y'all. So, 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 look. So, so, as we process through this, Jesus' whole thing was to show us how to live this life. So everything he did was to show you don't know. Remember, he said, "Where's your faith?" He said, "Greater things you'll be able to do. All you got to do is be believers like you were designed. We can almost say, be creators." Because we're made in God's image after God's likeness, God was a creator. See, God looked at the boy and said, let there be light. Some of us would have looked at the boy, it's dark. I can't see nothing. It's scary. No, speak light. See, see, see you know what light is? Light is speaking something into existence that hasn't existed yet because the demand needed to be placed on you. The pressure had to come at you to pull out Something that hasn't existed. All the things we do, we, whether we drive, fly, stuff like that, it was a problem a long time ago. It was somebody's storm that they converted into an invention. Everything you see, they got tired of the candles burning out. What did Carter hit me with? What you say, Carter? What? What you say? What? Hold on, hold on. What's long when it's was tall, or a y- long when it's young? And short when it's old, right? And I didn't know what it was. It was a candle, right? So I remember at least that one. He told another one. I might have time. Carter was just just breaking us down yesterday with stories. I'm going to use the whole week. It's been a long week. I'm going to use the whole week. I'm going to use Santiago, Adrian. I see you. (laughs) I'm using everybody today, right? All right, so let's go to John 11. You know, our whole life is God's sermon, right? I'm using Sean. Sean had a game yesterday, and he got a word. And if he believed it, he would apply it, and that was to be patient while he was out there. It sound like he used it and did well yesterday, right? But he had to believe what he heard, right? 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 So, so we have uh, uh, Austin, right? So we was, uh, we, we was going over shooting drills. So what I did was I let them play a game. They were shooting. Uh, we have a workout, basketball workout from 11 to, f- uh, 11 to 1 on Saturdays. So, so they're working out. And so when I did the first drill, they're missing all the shots. It wasn't pretty. Now, they're trying to win, but they just missing everything. So I said, okay, now we're going to work on the shots. So we worked on a, a drill where you, you hold your hands to the side, keep show your elbow. Now, Austin actually converted all the drills into something he related to. So, so when we say, keep your elbow in and, and follow through, he said, oh, he said like asking the teacher to go to the restroom. He said, so raise your hand like asking the teacher to go to the restroom. Right? So then, so then I said, okay, all right, so guys, you got to get that elbow up. He said, so you, you want to show our elbow, right? I said, okay, so now they, they changing the whole drill. So the drill is show your elbow, right? Ask the teacher to go to the bathroom. So I said, so, so, so to make the shot, you, you start with a spread, but you end up with your pointers, right? That's these, you know, this is your index finger, but these are your pointers. This is your follow through, right? You know, if it goes up, it goes high. If it goes like this, it back rims. But if you follow through, it snaps the net, right? So guess what? They have something for that, too. Uh, Carter came up with, oh, like sprinkling the salt. <laughs> so basically, is look, 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 it's show your elbow, ask the teacher to go to the bathroom, and don't forget to sprinkle the salt. <laughs> What? What? I'm going to be using that for the longest, boy. Was, what? These are my people, man. These are my people. All right, so anyway, I, I threw that in there. Open your spirits up a little bit. I thought that was good. All right? Got to use it all, right? All right. Yeah, but he believed. And what I was about to say is Austin Austin's just started knocking down shots. He was winning games. You know, he's running to the spot, and he was, I said, hold your hand up. He, uh, he was, hold your hand up. Then he run to the spot. Then he got happy with it. He's supposed to pass the ball to the other person. He got, he got happy with it. So I'm trying to shoot, and I'm pulling off my mic, right? He got happy with it, so he was just like, he was like, make a couple in a row. Just, but he was winning the game, right? He was winning games. Carter, you know, they, they, they just learned the thing, and they're they winning games, of course, they was on my team. That helps, you know. I just <laughs> thought I slipped that in there. Is this dad here? Cause I, I have, I have, I have to, have to use him too. I <laughs> will get you later. I think it, you, Jamal, you back there? All right, okay. All right, so John 11. Let's go to John 11. All right. Just having fun this morning. That's all, y'all. Right? It's all about fun. So we're talking about believers. Um, and so, look, uh, it says this, John 11, verse 14. Let me, let me get this right. That's not what I'm looking for, though. But I'll read it. I'll read it. it says, and he, w- and he was casting out uh, a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered, Right? Verse 15. It says, but some of of them say he casts out devils. That's why I look wrong. That's the same thing I did yesterday. I'm in Luke. Sorry. I'm in Luke. My bad. He said, said, he's talking about casting out devils. I just don't know if John 11. I'm sorry. John 11. John 11, 14 and 15. Sorry. I did the same thing in class, didn't I? It says, then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So, you know, they would. so, so what happened is uh, they gave him word that Lazarus was sick to death. Jesus didn't rush. Hold on, hold on, hold on. listen. He finds out, that, l- listen, listen, because this is how we do. We think our urgency is going to facilitate in people's blessings and healing. No, that's that's just worry. You're just adding fear to the situation. So they told Jesus, Jesus didn't go, what? Oh, my God, let's go. No, Jesus continued doing what he was doing. (laughs) He continued doing what he was doing. And if you, you study it out, you'll see he healed somebody along the way. And that virtue that went through him, see, sometimes when you're rushing, you're rushing out of what you need to help you with to take care of the emergency. So, Jesus actually healed somebody on the way. The virtue that went through him to heal is the same virtue that he used to raise Lazarus from the dead. But he waited. See, it was all intentional. He allowed him to die. See, that's going to mess y'all up. He allowed it. Look, look, it says, so, so they're talking to him. Uh, Jesus said to her, uh, uh, I'm sorry, where was I at? 14. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus dead. Like he already knew, he's dead. Uh, and they're probably like, you don't seem like you bothered. And then verse 15, he says, and I'm glad. Look, look, see, see, y'all, the scripture messes y'all up, don't it? And I'm glad for your sakes. He said he's glad that he was dead. He says, he says, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. Look, to the intent you may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. He said, so, so they're talking, and, and, and the whole time they find out Lazarus dead, they know that Lazarus close to Jesus. Jesus healing somebody. They're touching the hem of his garment. He's doing all that stuff. The whole time they're thinking about, man, we got time for this? That's why, you know, people thronging them. They're like, listen, man, he on his way. Somebody dying. Right? But Jesus wasn't like, Jesus was like, chill out. Cool. I can take care of them too. Then they're like, yeah, yeah, but we're going to get there late. You know, they said he's about to die. Jesus said, oh, no, we don't have to to worry about getting there late. He already dead. And you you remember, you read the story. When he got there, he was dead days. They had already wrapped him up. He was already wrapped up. Like, he wasn't just dead, you know, and we got to the house. They had wrapped him up. (laughs) He he was a mummy at this point. Right? And then, then, then Jesus shows up removes all the unbelievers and raises them from the dead. Get up and walk. You know? And he had, you know, he had to jiggle out of his mummy clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? But look, look. He did it so we would believe. Suppose your life and what you're going through, as Pastor Mel was talking about earlier today, your testimony is being set up so when he raises you from the dead part of your life and so other people could believe. Suppose the delay is not a punishment. Right. Suppose the delay is so he can use your life for God's glory. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just let it play itself out? Yeah. What? What'd you say? Finish the movie. That's from Wednesday. Well, not this Wednesday, last Wednesday. Why don't you just finish the movie? Let it play out. He's going to raise you from the dead. Di- That's what he does, he's the resurrector. Yeah. <laughs> He can, remember we did this on Resurrection Sunday. He can resurrect you from there. It's just You got to allow him. Man, stop squirming. Stop dodging. Be still and know that I'm God. Right? Just let it, let it work itself out. All right, so Romans 10, 8, 9. Let's go here. This, this is a salvation scripture, right? Romans 10. Oh, where am I at? And let's start here, verse 8. It says, but what saith it? I'm reading the King James Version. It says, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is, the word of faith, which we preach. So we preach a word that should uh, stir up faith, right? Then it says this, thou, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now, that's a commitment before you even got the results, Right? and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Right? Verse verse 10, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we attach our faith at that moment, but we believe in our heart. When you really believe something in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. When you really believe it in your heart. And the interesting thing, some people uh, mimic salvation. They don't believe in their heart. So, a lot of times you say, Well, the person say, hey, I heard them up there. You heard them, but you could you didn't see what was in their heart. God searches the heart. Yeah. So, some people, that's why you don't rush a script, you know, rush through. You want to make sure people really fully get an understanding or an illumination because they'll attach their faith to what they actually can see and believe, right? So, the belief starts here in your heart, right? And this is what belief is. Belief is the spirit's intent flooding the soul's view of expression. So it's the spirit's intent. The spirit is indeed what? The flesh is. So the spirit's intent is in Matthew 26, 41, right? So the spirit's intent flooding the soul's expression. The soul is where your mind, your will, and your emotions, your intellect, and your imagination is. That's where you make your choices, right? If we're born in this world, we have a carnal mind a lot of times. We talked about that with the worldly Christian, right? So a lot of times we want to do right, but we end up doing wrong because what's in our heart is all the things we've been absorbing in the world. Now, the world is smart. The adversary is smart. He uses every, he does layered learning too. Now, around the church, we have layered learning. So we have Sunday service. You got the Wednesday service. You got the 915 Uh, discipleship class, right? We got Bible study fellowships. We have prayer from five to six in the morning, Monday through Friday on the conference line. And then you got Bible study fellowships from six to eight, right? Then Friday, you have a Bible study fellowship in the, the fellowship hall, right? We got Bible school from seven to nine, right? So we have all these different venues of of, of layered learning, right? Then you, you sit around and you talk and we talk about the scriptures. Uh, you, you guys go walking and you talk. talking, oh man, you remember we read this, you remember this, that, and the other constantly talking about, it. then you got your one-on-ones with different people, right? Layered learning, right? Same thing. You go to school and you learn ABCs, then they, you know, then they, you know, they come in and they got these little, uh, uh I saw, uh, Tegan playing with a game where he had to take the game and, and, you know, recognize it could be characters, it could be numbers, it could be letters, and, and put it where it needs to go. But what is that? Layer learning is teaching them how to, to, to understand what that is, right? Right? Numbers. One, two, three, four, five. Then somebody show up, the teacher show up with three. I got, Johnny has three apples, and he gave one apple away. Oh, oh, so I thought I was going to use this. So Carter's, Carter comes up to us, and he says, he says, uh, uh. There's, a, there's a, a brick wall with 503 bricks and, and one fell. How many bricks are left? So of course, I'm gonna use Hope over here because Hope was trying to figure out everything Carter Sanders probably has a catch to it, right? And it did, but, but, he, but he opened us up with no catch. So, so we're figuring out, okay, uh, okay, what's the catch? What, what is it? What it is is it's 502 bricks, right? Because one fell away, right? So then uh, uh, how do you put an elephant in a refrigerator, right? So how do you put an elephant in the refrigerator? He said one piece at a time. See, that's, that's, the, that's the smart person who'd be trying to figure stuff out, right? No, you open a refrigerator and put the elephant in. All right. All right, so how do you put a giraffe in a refrigerator? How do you put a giraffe in a refrigerator? You say, who said the same way? Same way? Anybody else? Any takers on the same way? See, smart people don't want to say nothing now because I got him. <laughs> right? Well, no, you take the elephant out and then put the giraffe in. <laughs> right? All right, so uh, is it the lion's party next? So the lion throws a party, right? <laughs> right? For all the animals, Right? Right? But one's missing, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, I got my coach back here, Carter. Right? So the so lion throws the party. Uh, for all the animals, the one's missing. So who's missing? <laughs> no, she did good. She said the giraffe. <laughs> no, that's, you're actually right. <laughs> right? That's right, right? Yeah, she, she actually. All right, so then... Um, Okay, hold on. So then Sally goes to the, so Sally goes to the swamp where there's uh, a bunch of alligators, right? And Sally dies. How, how did she get killed? By the alligators. She said by the alligators. Well, she couldn't get killed by the alligator because everybody's at the party. All the animals are at the party. <laughs> so how, so, so, but Sally dies. So how does she die? She said, drown? No, she got hit by the brick. (laughs) That's Carter. Uh, Y'all missed the whole beginning of the, the, but, but, but Carter, stand up Carter, so they can say I got that from you. She don't even she forgot where the brick the brick fell at the beginning. Oh, just 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 stop, Lily. Just stop. All right, so so, so the whole point here. Alright, so the whole point here. See, I got the mic. I can, I can talk louder than you. Alright, so the whole point here is layered learning. That whole story was layered learning. Right? Everything in our life is layer learning, but the adversary got layered learning too. And see, so so you think. It's just when you see uh, something, first of all, he don't look like the horns and stuff like that you see on TV. The Bible says he's disguised as angel of light, right? So, so the adversary got layer learning. He'll try to draw you in. Then he's, just, uh, he's that's not enough for him. He's subtle. He's gonna get you in the music, right? He's gonna get you in the movies. Yeah, he's gonna entice you in all different levels of stuff, right? 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 Because it's layers. So when you relax, he's feeding you. See, we, we go, I'm neutral. I'm, I might not be doing all of God, but I'm not doing none of the devil. If you ain't doing God, you are doing the devil. Just like right now, we ain't doing aerodynamics. So you know what we're doing? We're doing gravity. Nobody working out. Nobody do, yeah, Gotta make sure I do this gravity. Stay on this seat, man, so I don't float. No, no. If you ain't doing the law of lift, you subject to gravity. If you ain't doing the law of faith, you're subject to sin. All right? Just, just, th- just, just stay with me here. So we got to do something to stay above it, right? Right. right? We got to do something to stay above it. All right? So, 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 again, when we start to believe, it floods our soul from the things that was, we've consumed in this world, right? And now we start to make decisions that, that, that are more spirit-led than flesh-led, Right? But you got to flood yourself out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speak, right? Right? My cup runneth over is what David said. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. But I'm not asking what I will just in, in happenstance. His word is, I'm, it says if you abide in me, that word abide means to, to be submerged in. I'm all in him. And he, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So, so don't take this gross. So, if you jump in a pool, you're in the pool, right? You're abiding in the pool, right? But is the pool inside you? If you open your mouth, is it inside you? So, when you abide in him, it's like you submerge yourself in a pool. When his words abide in you, you open up and you flood yourself. Look, look, and if you flood yourself with water, you, what happens? Well, you drown, right? And then you die, right? If you flood yourself with the word, what happens? You, you drown and your flesh dies. Don't be trying to jump ahead of the sermon either. <laughs> See all these people in the words, you can't do nothing around them. Listen. <laughs> your flesh died, your flesh dies. <laughs> Glad you didn't have a mic. They couldn't hear you. Aha. All right, let's go to Hebrews 3. All right, so we're talking about believers, and we're going to be talking about this for the next couple weeks or so. Because our goal is to cross over into being true believers. So, so you know, we play off of, uh, in our culture, we play off of uh, fleshly color. So we pick sides based on color. Have a, a brother-in-law. Uh, he's a Washington Redskins fan. And, and, and uh, y'all know I like the Dallas Cowboys. So, so one day I'm at the house, and he's rooting for the Cowboys. And no Redskins fan likes the Cowboys. So I'm like, why is she rooting for the Cowboys? And then I looked, I said, oh, Quincy Carter. He's a black quarterback. So he's just rooting for the color. You know, the person was black. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't even rooting for the t- t- team. Like, <laughs> right? But it's not about as much color as about believers and non-believers. See, see, do we defend believers as much as we defend uh, our gender, or we fin color the color or our block, you know, or, or our fraternities or our gangs. Do, 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 do we have that same passion for believers? Oh, no, that's a believer right there. <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, right? So, so it's about believers, right? Let's look at Hebrews 3, 12 through 14. It says, therefore, beware... Brethren, take care, take care, lest there be any one of you a wicked, I'm sorry, lest there be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart. Now, this is what a wicked, unbelieving heart does, which refuses to cleave, I'm reading the classic Amplified Version, sorry about that. I should have told you that ahead of time. I'm reading the classic Amplified Version. It says, uh, it says, I'll start over. It says, therefore, be, therefore, beware, brethren, take care, lest there be any one of you, a wicked, in any one of you, a wicked, unbelieving heart. Look, this is what a wicked, unbelieving heart does, which refuses to cleave to, trust in him, rely on him. Right? It says, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. So then it says, now you, got, you can turn away from God if you don't believe. Right? You can desert God if you don't believe, but you can stand aloof if you don't believe. You could just be complacent and neutral, not, you know, you know, around God. Hey, hey, how's your walk with God going? I pray all the time. Well, the Bible says, if you, can, if you have this confidence, if you pray anything according to His will, He hears you. It didn't say if you just opening your mouth and you throwing out prayers, He hears you. So if you don't know His will, you just praying just to be praying because He can't hear you. The Bible says he doesn't hear the prayer of the sinner. So that means sinners pray too. That's John 9.31. Awfully quiet in this Holy Ghost church. (laughs) All right, so that's the scripture. That's not my opinion. I just gave you the scripture. All right, it says, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. But instead warn, he says, but instead warn, admonish, urge, and encourage one another every day as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened into settled rebellion. So there's rebellion and there's settling in rebellion, right? By the deceitfulness of sin, right? By the fraudulent stratagem, I'm sorry, by the fraudulent stratagem, the trickery which the delusive glamour of sin may play on him. For we have, become fellow, we have become fellows with Christ, the Messiah, and sharing all he has for us. If only we hold first newborn confidence and original assured expectation in virtue, in virtue of which we are believers, firm and unshaken to the end. So believers... Are locked in. They're not shaken. They're not easily moved. Believers believe, like remember we taught the, the message, unshaken? They're not easily moved. So so how, how do we claim we're believers as soon as a circumstance comes up, a storm comes up, we break down. And 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 this is not putting nobody down, this is just for us to measure ourselves. Do we really believe? Because if you believe, believe your believers are seen. Or, or evaluate it under attack. Not when nothing's going on because you don't need to believe. So that's when the believing kicks in. Where are you as a believer, right? Now, now this is the thing. The adversary, I told you, he's, he's, he's flooding us with this layered learning. Um, the Bible says, walk not in the county of the ungodly, nor st- see- no, st- or not standing in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But our delight should be in the law of the Lord, right? And I know this more to the scripture, but I wanted to focus on that, right? But he's saying that for a reason. You know, I taught a message in Ohio years ago called, Who's Got Your Ear? Who's got your ear? Like, who's really got your attention? You, you confess you, Christ, but does he have your full attention? Or does you confess Christ, but the world has your attention? Because whoever got your ear is going to determine your belief, because they're going to feed you with more flash flood information or more layered learning and basically they're going to train you to talk about one thing but live out something else right so who's got your ear who's really got your ear see cuz i noticed something if 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 you notice a particular sale and you want to purchase something and or right you were driving you write that down because like, you don't want to you don't want to forget it do we do that with god right do we roll like that with God? You know what I'm saying? So, so the thing is, are we really attentive to God? You know, the scripture says hearken, right? Listen what? With the intent to obey, right? Not listen with the intent to, I got the information, cool. That makes, oh, that's deep, man. That's deep. I ain't doing it, but that's deep, man. That's deep, man. Maybe one day, I'll, I, hey, one day I'll get there. Well, the one day has been almost like 13 years now. So when, we, when are we doing it? Like, just something to think about. So, but this is not because we're evil people. It's because we're subtly, we're being tricked. Right? Scripture says, watch out for the wiles of the devil. Right? It says, don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Right? Because it's trying to overwhelm you to a point where, you know how when you get too much information, you just shut down? And we talked about this in Bible school yesterday. You don't have to shut down. Start from where you're at. I mean, we, we, we were trained to do this when we learned puzzles. You don't put the puzzle together as soon as you throw it down. Like, like you don't even know where the pieces go. You throw it all out, and you, you connect the pieces that connect. And you keep connecting until eventually you put the puzzle together. Some puzzles take days. Some takes weeks. Some take longer than that. Right? So, so when stuff is coming at us, just, just spread it all out don't get overwhelmed by it, and take piece by piece. But we've convinced ourselves, well, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not how I learn. No, 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 that's not a personality. That's a process. Everybody could do that. But we're converting processes into personality. Oh, no, no, I, I don't roll like that. Oh, I'm not a morning person. No, 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 that's person, but getting up in the morning is not a, a personality. That's a discipline. Anybody can do that. That, That's that's a product of choice, not a product of core design. right? But we're converting things into core design that's not core designs and excusing ourselves from from becoming believers. But let's look here. This is how this has all happened to us. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. It says, In whom the God of this world, little g, not big God, has blinded the minds. He's talking about the adversary because Satan, remember, he gave him the keys when he compromised. So, so we have the devil being the liturgy God of this world system. We know God is the overall God of everything, but basically Adam gave up authority to Satan. So it says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in them. So, look at this. As soon as we don't believe, we open the door for the devil to blind our minds. Every time we don't believe, we get blinder and blinder. We have more and more blind spots. But the interesting thing about a person with blind spots, they don't see them. So, they think they see. So, it's not what you see is what you're not seeing. The problem is not what you're seeing is what you're not seeing right? That's a chapter in the book, seeing what you can't see, <laughs> right? Come, coming soon, if I could ever, it's been 15 years, I still ain't got the thing done, but it's close, it's, close. it's getting closer, right? Seeing what you're not seeing, right? So, so Mark 9.23, so the adversary is trying to stop us from believing in sin. Mark 9.23 said this, Jesus, so Jesus came to instruct us how to do it right way. He said, Jesus said unto him, if thou thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth." How many things? All. How many things? All. So the circumstances that seems insurmountable, is that possible? Is healing possible? Yes. Right. Right. Is you getting your mind back possible? Yes. Right? Getting your peace back possible? Yes. Getting your provision back possible? Yes. Right. But it's possible if what? If you believe, right? all things are possible. Now, now that, that was Mark nine twenty-three. Let's go over here to Mark eleven. And I, and I, honestly, when I first read this scripture, because I'm from, I'm born and raised in Newark, New Jersey, so I was just trained in that culture. Don't trust nobody. Basically, not to believe. I was I was trained not to believe nobody. So so remember how we said everything starts with a commitment. So, when you make a commitment, you're believing before you got the incentives or the results. So, I'm believing first, right? And so, but I was taught to, you, you almost have to give me the payoff before I believe. But then you're never going to get the payoff, right? Because the payoff, t- for me, I had to draw it in through my belief, right? Like I said, i married by faith, and, I, and I've, we grew in love, right? She spent a good amount of time talking about the first year of marriage earlier, you know. Oh my God! Are we supposed to be together? <laughs> you know, how'd you bring me this crazy man, right? Thank God, you know, we believed through it, ain't that right? So you had the mic earlier, now I got it. So it's my turn. No, but uh, but she was talking about that. But we started in faith, and we had to grow, press through to get to the love. But some people bail out because some of us have lived our whole life convincing ourselves. So anytime, see again. I'm saying this respectfully, a lot of people live life like sparrows. So when storms come, they go running. But if we're believers, we're eagles, remember? We're looking for the storms to go to another level. All right, so this, so my, Mark 11 started me on this, this belief journey. Because I, you know, I was reading through the Bible just to have information. You know how you read through just to get information, right? But, but I, I ran across this and I couldn't just get around it. And because I, I grew up not believing people... This arrested me because it's like, uh-oh. This, it starts off in verse 22. Jesus answering, answering said unto them, have faith in God. Now, the backdrop of the story is they're walking, they're walking around. They get hungry. Jesus sees a fig tree. He know God created fig trees to produce figs. For, and if they have leaves on it, you go get a fig, get something to eat. So he goes over to the t- tree, but it has no figs. So he says, you're not you, you're not fulfilling your purpose because you were designed to produce something, not just to exist. We see a tree out there, it, 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 it looks like it's, it's a grown tree, has no leaves, no nothing on it. We call that tree dead because that tree is supposed to be producing something. Well, we're supposed to be like trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth our fruit in our season. So we're not producing what we're designed for. You might as well be dead. All right, so so he looked at the tree and he cursed it. He says, no man eat fruit of, fruit of you hereafter. And, and they kept on walking. Jesus didn't stop and go, let me see if it worked. He just went on his business. So they come back by the tree. Jesus ain't even focused on the tree. And they go, master, the tree that you cursed is withered. He didn't even go, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's how I do. I'm, like we do. I'm sweet like that. He said, no, 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 no. Have faith in God. He said, have faith in the source in which I pulled from to make that happen. So then he says, Let this is a good teaching moment. So for them to see how this happened. He said, for verily I say unto you, that, wh- that whosoever, that's anybody, shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, double mind in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Verse 24, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, see, a lot of times I don't believe that. Well, of course, it's not going to happen. You just took away the very key to it manifesting. So it takes belief. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to soak up word, soak up light. That light drives out the darkness and the fear and the doubt. the interest of the word, bring up light, gives understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, 130. So, this is the thing. It's like, you ain't just going to believe by osmosis. You have to richly keep yourself in an environment where you're one around believers, hearing what God says about believing, getting his word, getting that lighting to you for you to believe. And then what happens is out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. So, now you'll be speaking faith-filled words because you're full of faith-filled words. But if you're full of fearful, fearful words, that's what you're going to speak. You could be, you could go to church every Sunday for two hours and the whole week, fill yourself up with fearful words, fill yourself up with sadness through the song. I kind of miss you. Break up to make up. That's all we do. First you love me, then you hate me. That's a game for fools. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. No exception to the rules. Listen, baby. (laughs) Maybe factual, maybe true, but everybody plays the fool sometimes. So you listen to this stuff over and over. I watched a guy out at uh, Famous Toastery outside. He was playing all the old school music. I know all the music, know the artists, know who wrote it, know when they left the group and went to another group. You know, one of the debarges was with Switch. I listened to Switch. There'll never be a better love. I know the song and everything. You all right? Stay with me. I didn't say, like, you, you, almost, you almost left me when I said the song. Like, right? But I know, I, I know all the songs. So this guy's playing all of them. But he wouldn't look happy. He looks sad. Like, it, it's like the songs was drawing him into, like, like, he was, like, he was, like, leaving the bench and looked like he was swooping them up and taking them inside the radio because he looked terrible. But all the songs. Last night, me and my woman, we cried together. <laughs> I mean, he's just playing them over and over and over. And, and see, your, your, your natural man wants to relate. Right. You could be in a great relationship. All of a sudden, they had to get me a breakup situation so I can relate to, this song is good. Break up to makeup, that's all we do. I'm not going to sing it because I, I don't like singing secular stuff in here, all right? I know all the songs. I could sing it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, this is we're absorbing this stuff. Uh uh, what is it? Uh the lazy song? I don't care about nothing. I, uh, no, what is it? I ain't doing everything, I don't care about I'm not doing anything. And it's called the lazy song. If you keep listening to it, you're gonna be what? Disciplined? <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is we're absorbing things and they're flash flooding us. Our worldview is shaped by repetitious information, authoritative voices in our environment. So the more we absorb this stuff, the more it gets in us. Now we're not speaking faith-filled words, we're speaking fearful words because a lot of those things are based off of fear. What's inside them is breathed inside you. And a lot of times people want to hear that because they say, uh, somebody told me the other day, you don't like music. Oh, yes, I do. There's certain music I don't listen to because I need faith spoken out of me, not fear. So it's not like I don't like, I, listen, I, I, I have to stop watching some of the, uh, the talent shows because that music will be in my head all day. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so what do you really want? So stop, stop with, but it's nice, but, but it makes me feel good. Results. Right? Look at results. All right? Don't get mad. Stay stay with me, y'all. Don't leave me. All right, so Pastor Mel says something. She says, uh, what we believe, we end up saying. What we really believe, we end up saying. And when we say what we believe, we have what we say. What we believe, we end up saying. And what we... (laughs) Sound like Paul. (laughs) And when we say what we believe, we have what we say. Now, what we believe is what we're going to say. And when we say what we believe, we have what we say. Now, that's that's her breakdown of really Proverbs 6.2. You're snared by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18.21. The snare means you're held captive by your words. So if you go, I don't believe that's going to happen, guess what? You spoke it out into existence. So now everything starts. See, God made us in his image after his likeness. Right, So God, in Genesis chapter 1, from 1 to 26 or 28, it showed what God was like. And when he created the world, he said, God said, read, suckle all the says in your Bible, chapter 1. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be firmament." God said, let there be efficient. God said, God said. It never said God did use his hands. It said God spoke the world into existence. Right? He made us in his, right after that it says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, in our image like us, after our likeness, like we flow. Let's make man a speaking spirit too, where they can create with their mouth. We're the only species that can speak things and create them. Why? Because God, he made all the other animals and everything else, but it never said he breathed into them and they became a living soul. Genesis 2.7. That means we became a speaking spirit like him. He breathed his uh, creative ability and the ability to speak things into existence in us. I don't believe that. Will you do it all the time? uh, That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. It don't happen. And right now we're speaking. We're moving stuff with the sound of our mouth. You can start your car with your mouth. Right? You can dictate to your phone and it'll type for you with your mouth. Right? It's, it's voice activated. 26 syllables, 40 voice patterns. Your, your, your phone, your computer, your car, your house hears it and converts it. That sound makes it move. Well, we just catching up to what they did in Genesis. God spoke sound and everything moved. So you're snared by the words of your mouth. And so if you, it's important that you believe and that belief gets in, gets so deep in your heart that, excuse me, even under pressure, you speak what God says, not what the circumstance says. And, and i shared this a long time ago. So what the adversary does is this. He says, okay, these guys are rolling They're on the road, but I need them to use their creative power that God gave them against themselves. So what he does, he puts up false evidence of being real. It's a big screen. And he's hoping, say it, say it, say it. He'll try to put it on the canvas of your imagination. The worst-case scenarios, right? What happened before? What happened to cousins such and such? What happened in America's Most Wanted? What happened? To, what's that show you used to watch? Was that it? America's Most Wanted? Yeah. What's, what's happened in the in, in in all these other different lives? What happened on the news? You know, they say uh, there's plenty of people going around breaking into homes. Oh, my God, they they may break into my home tomorrow. You know, so you start confessing these things. So what he says is say it, say it. Hey, let me me show you what happened in your argument the other day. This is what happened in your argument. So one of y'all on one side, the other one's on the other side. The devil's in the middle showing them one picture on this side. Say that, say that, not, uh, you know, they tripping. They think you ain't all that, this, that, another. You need to tell them about stuff. Get you, just say it. Now once you start speaking it, now you get it out there. He's, he's showing the other person a whole nother picture. Because you allowed them in between you. And then the person's going, oh, so what you trying to say? Oh, you, uh, you, ain't, you ain't talking to, before you know it, full-blown argument. All because the soup was cold. <laughs> we don't went from the soup cold, so, I never liked you anyway. <laughs> and six months ago, when you was looking at that person, like, the soup, it was just soup. Well, how did we get to, where did, where did all this come from? Because the adversary's sitting there playing, playing y'all. He's just sitting there, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> this is fun, ain't it? <laughs> and the whole time, y'all on the other side, and he in between. You got to get him out of that mess. Right? 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 You got, you got you. But we have to we have to cross back over to believing. All right. So so I'm, I'm gonna close out here with just a couple of statements. I'm gonna give you Romans four sixteen to twenty one to write down, and I want you to read it yourself. But I'm just gonna run through uh, run through it real quick. It says uh, it says therefore it is a faith that it might be. By grace, to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only that which is of the law, but also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed for him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, right? Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. So Abraham against hope still believed beyond the circumstances. According to that, which was spoken. So, so shall thy seed be and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now being dead because he was a hundred when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet, the deadness of Sarah's womb, being 99, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. Key point, being fully persuaded, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. So the, a lot of our belief, are we fully persuaded that what God has promised in his word, he's able to perform? Or are we going to panic and say, well, this is probably not going to happen to me. So I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to take this bribe. I'm going to take this hustle. I'm going to hang out with the fellas. You know, I'm, you, know you talk to people. I've talked to people. I worked in corrections. Now, I'm, 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 I'm getting paid. I'm getting, They locked up. I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid. Are you really getting paid? Because you can get paid without risking your life. You can get paid without being incarcerated. You see what I'm saying? You can use all the gifts God gave, gave you to get paid. Right? So this is the key. This is what our foundation is going to be. Believers fight to see beyond their comfort and convenience. Believers fight to see beyond their comfort and convenience. Believers fight, we're always talking about fighting to see beyond their comfort and convenience. That's why, that's why we always talk about, y'all think we'd be getting on the alcohol and to the, 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 the get high and all that stuff just because you know, this culture has been, whoa, if you're doing that, you're a sinner. If you're, if, if you're not doing that, then you're holy and sanctified. There's people not getting high and, 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 and not drinking that don't believe nothing. Never believed God, right? There's some people that are, that are getting high and drinking, trying to believe God, but their view is skewed. So it's really not about, it's really not about with the smoking and drinking and all that from the standpoint, am I going to hell if I do that? It's about you can't see. That's what it is. You can't see. You think you can see, but you got blind spots. So you want to fight to see. Every day we're trying to do stuff where we see clearer, right? See, believers, uh, a believer has seen what's naturally yet to manifest in the natural. So believers see the unseen. Everybody that's created something had to see it before it happened. I was, uh, I was in a, 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 a training, was supposed to be a trainer, but it was teaching you how to start your own business, personal training business. So the guy from Gold's Gym was the, the guest speaker. He said, so when did you see what you have. And this is when Gold's I don't know if they're still out there, but they, they were all over the country. He says, well, he says, well, I saw it five years before it happened. He said, really? He said, yeah, what I did is I built it twice. And they was like, built it twice? How'd you do that? He says, so just like if you build a home, you build a model and then you build what you've already built. He says, so I saw it, put it together, blueprint built it. It had never existed yet. And then everybody that was galvanized to assist me ran with the vision that was written. The you know, Scripture says, write the vision, make it plain, they can run with it to read it. Th-. Right? So, so he saw something before it happened, projected it, by faith, believed it, and everybody else came together and galvanized themselves for it. Right? That's what we're doing here at Christians in the Church. There's a lot of stuff that never happened. Listen, we came out here with $1,625, me and my wife. No building, no nothing. We have, I was sitting in an apartment for a year. So, after a year, some people be like, dude, are you sure God said you out here? <laughs> then we was in a dance studio for a whole nother year. Stacking up chairs, putting down chairs, stacking up chairs, rushing out. Hey, hey, the, the dancers are coming in. You know, let's get these chairs in the car. You know, we filling up both of our cars. We had the podium in our Honda. On the passenger side, we had the seat going all the way down. Uh, that podium that's next door where we teach class with. We uh, sit in there, scratched up the car. The car was new. We scratching up the car with it because you know, but we're, we we're driving that thing back and forth late at night. Me and her would be there by ourselves, pulling those chairs out, stacking them up. I'm trying to get four or five at a time so I could possibly get more than an hour's sleep. Had, hey, hey, hey! You know what the, the, the discipleship class was back then? Because she would, she would just come to the the. Uh, this, the 9 o'clock service. It was 8 o'clock. It was me and a camera. was nobody in there. I did like seven takes. Because wasn't nobody in there. Because it was recorded. Remember we used to have the recorded messages. We live now. And I, I would be in there fumbling. Because there's no audience. Nobody pulling on you. Just me by myself. But I, I did it every week, didn't I? Why would you do something like that? Because I believe what God told me. And I had conversations with him like you would. So God. We uh, we's in an apartment. So, God, did you brought us out here for this? This is it? We just going to be in an apartment. I couldn't advertise the church because how are you going to promote the church? Hey, come to Ayer's Christian Center Church, 3, 3517 uh, Brownwood Street, apartment 208. How many of y'all was going to come? <laughs> Soon as I saw apartment 208, ah, I don't know, man. I ain't going to nobody's apartment for a church. <laughs> right? We got away with the Bible study, right? And, they, and I don't know if, if, if it was the, the, the message or the meals. <laughs> Pastor Mel was always getting the feed and everybody. She, she asked, asked my nephew earlier, you want something to eat? She's always make sure y'all eat, right? But look, we're, we're in there. Then we're doing the chairs. And then I got to, one day she got hurt. I got tired of stacking up the chairs. So I said, Lord, this is it. You just brought us out here to stack up chairs. This just, I mean, what are we going to be doing? And we used to take people out to eat every week with the little bit of money we had. Every week we went to Ichabod. First, we started at the dragon place. You know, we had to be all oh, you can eat. You know, we, had, we, <laughs> we couldn't just like, just be buying like, you know, firebirds and, nothing, you know, so so we went to all the, we did it every week. And then so when I when I thought about it, I said, man, we were to take these people out to eat. I'm just giving you the back. Job. We could we could have saved up for a building. God said, you take care of my people. I'll take care of the church. The next day. We had more people than we ever had before. We had 27. (laughs) And, you know, so I'm feeling good because there's 27. The sermon, the the, the power of God hit, people jumping around, you know, Pastor Melison, yes, people crying, right? Powerful. So so I'm human. Just like, you know, hooping, you feel good after a game. Somebody probably asked you for your wallet. You give it to them, right? So I said, hey, anybody want to go out to eat? Rarely did everybody go. Now it's 27. Everybody went, oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody said, yeah. I was like. <laughs> but I remember what God said the day before. So we went out to eat, all 27 of us, to Ichabon. I'm promoting Ichabon now. I don't know why. We don't even go there no more, right? But so we all we went out. That next, the next day after we all went out, there was a check in the P.O. box for $60,000. That's how we got the... Uh, Least option to buy. We thought we was gonna have that 21 acres, uh, about five minutes away, right? And then they backed up. They backed out of what they promised us that we would lease option to buy. So then we had to go to the storefront. And I'm sure it was like, like I was negotiating with God. I was like God, but you told us we on this property, 21 acres. We take over this. We can build. I told everybody we probably be here for the next 10 years. I guess I must have heard God not clearly. He meant in the area. <laughs> Because we went from there to, what, two minutes away at the, at the shopping center. Cool. The shopping center was there for five years. And then we came and bought this 21 acres. So he still gave us 20. But he said something to me. He said, if I want you to have that 21 acres, I'll give it to you. Don't get emotional. Just be obedient to what I tell you to do. Finish the movie. Go through the process. Finish the movie. So we, we, we went there. We stayed there for five years. The rent went up to almost 5000 a month. Right? 4900 So we might as well say 5000 and then God supernaturally gave us this. The mortgage is $1,888 a month for 21 acres. Ain't God good. Some of y'all heard the story before. I told it because we had to believe. Do you know when you first start a pioneer church, pioneer church means you ain't got no people with you, just me and her. So now the, the, the leaders got to learn to trust you. Ain't nobody tithing. I, I'm gonna give y'all all the back. Ain't nobody tithing. Five. We got five people tithing. So how was we surviving through all this time? God was supernaturally having people so seasoned to the church because people didn't realize it wasn't our church. It's our church. Amen. So people come in. They they had air conditioning. The lights was on. Nobody asked how I was getting. They ain't even asked how we was eating. And and and, and I'm gonna tell you, all the business back then. We were hoping somebody asked us out to eat. And just so happened in the early years, yeah. they was always trying to get counseling. No. So, so Ms. Lamar was always inviting us out to eat. We was like, cool. We weren't just going out to eat, you know, because we like going out to eat. We were going out to eat because we needed to. Say, ain't nobody know? Mm-hmm. Hey, did I start begging for money? No. <laughs> I, ain't, I, I, I never really even talked about money. There's times we didn't know we was going to pay the mortgage. They never said nothing. Just went in there, had service, and God miraculously took care of it. We had to keep believing. See, when the storm came, God said, oh, I can convert that. Know what he converted into? The testimony I'm telling you right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like, because it makes you believe. It makes you believe all things are possible. And I ain't told the whole story. I still have not told the whole story, even to the church. Yeah, I don't know what God's waiting for, but eventually you'll hear the whole story. Like some of y'all just heard some stuff you never heard before. You were sitting in there smiling, enjoying yourself, and I, and, and I was in the presence of God for the sermon. When the sermon was over, it's like, I don't know, baby, we we going to have to get some romaine noodles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, it's going to fill us up. <laughs> and people going around, you know, uh, uh, messing up stuff, and stuff. And, 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 you know, at one time, uh, Trina was nervous. I never told this part of the story. So Trina had to speak. She was nervous. So she was shaking, right? Well, well, I was, I, you know, like, I'm a basketball player. I was in the proximity because we couldn't afford her to drop the mic. Y'all be talking about drop the mic? We couldn't afford her. I was just like, okay, please don't drop that mic. We're going to be a mic short. <laughs> Because we couldn't afford to just keep buying my... Like, like, we couldn't do that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is the process. Like, we had a projected income. We didn't... Every week, we didn't know if we was going to meet the mortgage. The whole time, we was in all those places that y'all was at. All the way over there. Actually, yeah, all the way up until we moved here. We didn't know. I I would... I. As a CFO, I would split it out, like, okay, well, we got, so we'll save this week, add up with this week, add up with this week, and then we'll be able to cover. And nobody knew that. So, when the month started, we were just hoping everybody did what they were supposed to do. Then there was this summertime, One, this one summer. This right before we came here. That summer, nobody gave nothing. So, our budget was all jacked up. We were 1700 short on the mortgage going into Sunday. it's Like, man, we 1700 short. Well, it ain't our church, it's God's. Do you know somebody tithed $1,700? It's the, the one and only time they tithed, never tithed again. That's exactly what we needed that day. Nobody knew. We, as matter of fact, I think y'all took us out to eat in that day too. <laughs> we went out to eat. And we went out to eat, the person gave the money. I was like, ain't God good, <laughs> right? But stuff like that was happening all the time. We came in one time, we, have a, we had $8,000 a month budget. It was, I think I told you this before, but it was New Year's Eve. And I said, babe, all the bills are paid. We have $800 in the bank. $8,000 a month budget. Now, this ain't like back in the day. We was just over, we only been here a couple of years now. We was just over in that building over there. I said, and in our church, she's my witness. I said, I'm going to stack up the chairs for New Year's. FedEx sticker in the window. She had the person, I don't know how it happened, but they came back. They left. You know, they, they'll tell you to go to the post office. The person came back. New Year's Eve, there was a check for $30,000. That's how we got through. We've been, so people just show up. <laughs> hey, we've been believing God the whole time. Our life is believing God. Even at the other church we was at for 18 years, I got paid peanuts. I never got paid more than $37,000. And that was a raise I got two, two or three years before we left. But we got our house. We had our two vehicles then. You know, we had the 2,700-square-foot house out there. All that was on peanuts. I mean, she was working out there for a while. Then they asked her to work for the church. We was praying. I was like, babe, we got to pray about this because I'm on minister salary, and you're going to be making less than me. I said, I don't know, but but she worked for the church. We believe God through the whole process. All right, so we're not making this stuff up. She just said it this morning. We're talking about stuff that we've been living through as we speak. Y'all know we ain't had no money to get this building, right? Matter of fact, when I told you people wasn't tithing, we we would try to keep $10,000 in the bank, even though that's not three months reserves, right? That ain't three months reserves for the mortgage. Because remember, it was $4,900. We tried to keep $10,000 on the bank. People wasn't giving. It went down to $2,250. That's what we had in the bank. At that building over there, that was just over a couple, just, just in case y'all think, I'm talking about way back in the day, we had $2,250 in reserves. I said, babe, we got $2,250. We only have enough for to pay, the, the rent, let alone all the other bills. I said, well, you know, hey, God always comes through. Out of nowhere, something happened. God moved that, turned that $2,250 into $25,000. $25,000, that's still, with an $8,000 a month budget, you got three months of reserves, but you still got to pay bills. Then they talked to us about moving. And the guy says, well, it's going, you're going to need $93,000 to move. He said, and you're going to need it in a week. Can you get it? I said, oh, sure. <laughs> if we don't get it. We still in the same position, you know. So I was like, "Yeah, sure." That week, because y'all been here, we don't talk about money. We ain't had no sales, ain't no hey, 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 What you give? You need to give a little more than that. We ain't none of that. We ain't locking the doors. I got a, I got a hundred dollar line. I got a fifty dollar line. I got, I'm just playing. So I'm sorry, somebody doing that. My bad, my bad, right? But what I'm saying, we ain't, we've never done none of that in all those crises. Did you see me crying? The the sermon didn't change. Right? With the 93,000, what happened was uh, I was talking to a young minister, and he said, when do you talk to your church about what you're doing? When it's time for you to move? He said, he says, at our church, we're building a a rec center, the pastor tells us, we take an offering. We build a $300,000 rec center. I said, yeah, I don't think we have that level yet. But I said, no, I don't really like talking about money. I said, well, maybe I guess I'll tell them now. I said, so this is what I'll do. I'll tell everybody what we're doing, but I won't pressure anybody to have to participate. That was my compromise. you know. <laughs> like, and then we got a team together, and they came up with, well, if we tell people intervals, it'll be easy. I was like, man, that's, that's too much focus on it. You know, I was just a little nervous about that. But that's what we did, right? Well, we, we collected $16,000. I told you we needed 93, right? 8,000 came from eight other people that I've been mentoring for the longest that's a part of the family. Another eight came from the, the body. But that's not 93. They sold the building. We, we found the building on 10 acres. They sold it to somebody else. They just, they just sold it. So then we tried to get another building. Uh, y'all went with us down in Kings Mountain. Ask the church. Y'all probably do this too. Hey, we found a building in Kings Mountain. that Somebody walked away from it. Would y'all go to Kings Mountain? Oh, yeah, yeah, we go to Kings Mountain. Listen, some of y'all that have moved to certain places barely can get out the house where you're at now. <laughs> But I ain't going to say no names. Some of y'all, some of the same people be like, wherever your church go, that's where I'm going to go. On a Wednesday night, Wednesday night, be like, Kings Mountain, I got to get back home. I got to fix them biscuits. Nah, 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 pastor. I watch you online. (laughs) We weren't even online back then, right? They sold that from somebody else. Out of nowhere, how God works, just through tithes and offerings, the finances just went up. It went up to we had $105,000 in the bank. We ended up getting this building. And they was trying to sell it to somebody else. I mean, yes, kept giving the person another chance. We start driving by after we snuck past Venetia and them who were trying to follow us. Because the guy told us, don't tell nobody, you're just selling the building. We kept driving by, believing we received it in Jesus' name. What did I say we did? What did I say we did? We kept speaking to it. And lo and behold, we get the building. They sell it to us for half price, 21 acres. They sold it to us for $350,000 with the seven-acre lake that we own back there. I'm, I'm saying that not to boast. We had to believe. Do y'all remember we came in here and prayed? Yeah. We didn't have the building when we prayed. The guy just gave me the key. Ahead of time, believing it was going to work itself out, we didn't even have to finance it. And we came in here. I, we still got the pictures with the red carpet and the pews. Right? <laughs> right? The banisters, you know, the banisters to keep the preachers away from the peons? <laughs> that wasn't nice either, was it? I apologize if you got banisters, my bad. just I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I said. That's what the banisters was for. Obviously, we removed them so we don't see people as peons. That was the point. Did y'all get the point? Or did did y'all think I was calling y'all peons? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ain't no peons. That's that's why we don't sit up here. You know, some places they sit up there, the purpose is to oversee. We don't sit up there, we just want to be with everybody else. Everything's intentional. But I said all that to say it all is a part of believing. You know, we look around, I remember Trina saying, man, you know, I just, I want to experience the move of God like at other churches. I said, well, it's, it's, it's not just us, it's us. And you see the power and the presence of God move. You see people growing. You know, uh, this guy, man, I just think everybody just needs to get in the Word, get it, get it. Well, you see people in the Word. I told him the other day, I said, you keep messing around, they're going to run past you. I was talking about you. I said, they're going to run past you. That's how, that's how people are in it. But, but how did how does, how, does, how does this all happen? Believe it. And you know you have people in the early years going, well, that church over there, they're doing such and such. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do what they're doing. You know, they're 20 years old, 15 years old. They got this type of reason. I can't do it. I got to do what God, we have to do what God tells us to do. And so you, you have that because people don't like to grow with stuff. They like ready-made stuff. But the, but the ready-made stuff started somewhere, too. You know what it started with? Belief. An agreement of belief. That's when things start happening. Does that make sense? All right, that's all for today. Let's stand on our feet. All right? Hopefully that helped you a little bit.